Molly. Your name is Molly. Your name is Molly. Oh, I miss Molly. Yes, I would love that. Molly. Molly. I shrieked, and everyone at that fucking train station was just staring at us. It is so fascinating to see what your perception of embarrassing is because it's always wrong. But it was embarrassing. These people thought she was going to abduct me or some shit. Bring this close. Hey there, everyone. So I forgot to start recording the episode. Oh no! <laughs> so now, so now I've started. Shit. So. This one's on me. <laughs> this one's on me, folks. We had a little bitty of a up you Let's go through it really fast. This is Hogeye. I'm incredibly sexually frustrated. That's carnal defiance. She just told a story about how her mom surprised her at a train station once and she thought it was embarrassing for some reason. Next part, my story. Oh. Pick a number. Twelve. I was at my I was at my friend's. And we were having a sleepover, and my cousin Jamie was there. And I, we were eating pizza, mm -hmm. and I left the room mm. to pee, and I came back. Uh huh. <laughs> and I got back. I was sitting next to Jamie while we were eating the pizza. I came back. I sat down. I picked up my piece of pizza, and I started eating it. And then everyone around me started laughing at me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's going on? Here? What's happening here? And Jamie turned to me. And was like, when you left the room, I stood up and I stepped on your piece of pizza with my bare foot and it went sliding across the floor. And then I picked it up and I put it back and then you came right in and started eating it before I could say anything. And everyone oh, no. just let me eat the pizza for a long time. Gross. It was, everyone was laughing at me. I really like that story. Because it was, it was your first sign of having a foot fetish. No! <laughs> oh my god. I think, like, it's really important to have sexual awakenings young, I think. There's another story on here about a foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's about you. It's about you? It's about you. Uh, but there... my story was embarrassing because I started screaming my bloody love. murder. Okay. To your mom at the train station? Yes, and everyone was staring. Like, people looked like they were about to call the cops. You really get a stranger danger from your parents. They didn't know she was my mum. To other people, it looked like a random You have woman. the same face. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> to other people, it looked like a random woman. They can woman tell that you're related. I fucking 14 year old girl who just starts screaming like she's being slaughtered. Like you were being slaughtered. You did not scream that loud, my love. I'm oh, sorry. I did. I no. really did. Like when I get. Okay. No, I... when I get scared, I scream. Like okay. I get. Re like my voice gets really shrill. It's bad. Your turn. Do you want one that haunts my days and nights despite not being that bad? Or one that yes. I never think about despite being worse? No, we'll do the one oh. that haunts you. That haunts me? It has so, to be equal to the one that she so, just told. This is that... It was embarrassing. I love you. I have two things that I did that haunt me. This is one that happened probably in middle school. Probably in like eighth grade. The year Undertale came out. If oh. You know that game? Is that relevant? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh that's rough. That's relevant to this story. So I was into Undertale because you know Undertale's yeah. a good game. So in the comment of a YouTube video, there was some person 
that left a comment about Undertale. And then below them, this person was like, you know, it's not really for me. I couldn't really get with the characters. And then I left an incredibly toxic fandom response to it. That was like, you're so stupid for not liking this. It's so good. You're dumb. And then their pie bag was like, sorry, it was my personal opinion. You didn't have to get so mad. Oh, no. <laughs> and I, I felt so bad about that. That literally two years later, I was like, I have to go back and apologize to this person. <laughs> but I've never been able to find that comment. So somewhere oh, no. on YouTube, there's a, there's a comment that's just me being an a-hole that I think about at least once a month and how... It's, like, one of the things that sits the hardest on my soul. That's so sad. I have done worse things in my life. That's sad. I've done worse things in my life than that, but that's the one that sticks with me. I have stories, like, I understand this deeply in my heart. <laughs> I I don't know why that is, like, so shameful to oh, me. it sucks. It sucks. I'm so sorry. There's no way to write it. It's just a, it's a wrong I have to live with. I'm so sorry. That's a problem. So we have screamed at mom, mm -hmm. ate some foot pizza, was mean to someone online. None of these are that These bad. are low tier. Yeah, these are low. The thing is, your pizza one, I don't think that's embarrassing. It's just gross. <laughs> so yours gets to be embarrassing because everyone was staring at you, but mine doesn't get to be embarrassing because everyone was laughing at me. Oh, okay, fair. If they're laughing at you, fair. Did you not fucking listen to the story? <laughs> yes, I did, but I don't think it's that embarrassing because I was focused on the disgusting part. <laughs> that was the whole point of the story, is that there were a bunch of people there and they all saw it and no one told me and everyone laughed at me. <laughs> listen, I have contamination anxiety. My brain was hung up on the fact that you ate foot pizza. Listen, it was, at least it was my cousin. <laughs> She cleaned her foot before him. At least we share blood. If, if, if it, it'll help you out, she did, like, she wiped it down. <laughs> put, like, she took some peroxide. Just really made sure it was it. clean. I'm sorry That's for teasing you, though. And then it was just, you. it was oh, just like good. the tip of the pinky. This so is very. <laughs> and it slid across the floor after that. Like, she stepped on it and it went and, like, slid across the floor. That would be bad enough on its own, but stepping on it, that's disgusting. And everyone just watched. It would be bad enough on its own, but stepping on it. No, the sliding across no, the if floor it just is fine. Depends on the floor. Has the floor recently been mopped? <laughs> I. What is the state of the floor? There was like a dog hair and shit on it. God, I hate that. It was that. bad. Everyone just let me eat the pizza. That's awful. Sorry, well, I feel like it's your fault if you don't notice dog hair on your pizza. It was on the bottom. How was this? Oh, whenever I pick up a pizza slice, you look at the bottom. Yeah, I do. I full. I do a full three sixty scan of it. You have to. What's the synopsis? Um, I have to think of it. So sex, lots Baby, of it. Baby, literally zero sex happens. Did you watch the first like few minutes? Archie and Veronica Bone, yeah. Yeah, that's like a whole montage. That's not sex. That's I love actually making. thought that you were gaslighting me, and I was going insane. Like I was sitting here like. <laughs> What did that not mean? Like, I was losing my shit. Jesus Christ. Anyway. So, carnal defiance just means cuddling. <laughs> okay, Veronica and Archie, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Veronica and Archie have a lot of sex. Archie says I love you. Veronica struggles throughout the episode to decide whether she can say it back or not. Jughead 
is deal is trying to throw a retirement party for FP with Betty because FP's getting out of jail. He's also trying to deal with Penny Peabody blackmailing him. Betty's working on throwing the party for FP and she doesn't feel like she's close enough to Jughead anymore because he's in the Serpents and she's not. Archie and Veronica try to solve the mystery of the Conways, um, the, a family that was murdered in the town, and confront the janitor in the school. Who else is important? Is that all of the plot? Yeah, I think that's all of it. You forgot the mental illness trip. I literally didn't. I said Betty wants to join the serpents. We're not. Do you understand what summaries are? <laughs> summaries are play by play of the exact plot. What do you want? Like, <laughs> I think it's an important plot point. I it's said it was happening! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I just think it would be funny to have mental illness striptease in a summary. We'll talk about it later! <laughs> We don't record for one week. Oh, they're falling apart. One week and we've lost it. Anyway, Jug narrates over Archie and Veronica fucking for like five minutes. That is canonically how long Archie lasts. <laughs> that's why they that's why it happens so many times because Veronica was like, I can't fucking Yeah, they have it actually in a row. Yeah, just, just continuously, because Ronald's like, come in on. In the entire montage, it's all Veronica trying to get off once. <laughs> so he, Jughead is like, people have different coping skills, and one of those is sex. Well, That I is my to, coping skill. How would you feel if your friend wrote about you, having you sex? and another person if, wait, wait, Are you telling me, how would I feel if you... Wrote about me having sex? Absolutely amazing. No, how amazing. would I feel if you wrote about me Redacted. having sex? Also amazing. Carnal, my name. carnal desire, sorry. You would also Defiance, find that but okay. No, I would actually be deeply uncomfortable, and I think this is really weird of Jug. Yeah, I, I think I don't so. think anyone would be vibing with this situation. I would. Are you Archie, Veronica, Betty, or Jug? You said I don't think anyone would be vibing with this. I know I met in the show. Like I don't think Betty would like that he did that. I don't think Archie would like that. Veronica wouldn't. Kevin would like it. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, he's a whore. Ethel yeah, would he like would. it. Ethel would love it. Yeah, she Ethel's would. Ethel's into some freaky shit. And she's in her circle. You can't take away Ethel. Ethel's part of the main gang. The main gang. <laughs> okay, then they're fucking in front of a fire. There's a huge a red filter everywhere. I don't know what they were doing. Opinion about having sex in front of a fire? On just a carpet? Yeah. Like bare ass pussy yeah. out on the carpet? Yeah. Don't like that. No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Any... What about what about you, Colonel Desire? Defiance! <laughs> Jesus Christ! You said it too. Why Okay, so Jughead says Carnal Defiance. That is my name. But my 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 paper with your name on it is so far away from me. So I just say what what I remember. Anyway, how would you oh, feel that's... about that? How would you feel about sex? No. I'm, I'm actually positing. What if you two had sex no. in front of a fire? No. Would you enjoy cuddling in front of a fire? Under blankets? Do I have also clothes nude? No. <laughs> Is it the nudity in the carpet that's, dro- yeah, that's, that's where you draw the line? Yeah, that's where I draw the line. I don't want carpet fibers in my vagina. <laughs> Weird. You're weird. I'm a weirdo. You're a weirdo. You'll never you don't want to fit in. Have you ever seen you? Not this stupid no. carpet fiber in my vagina. Carnal Defiance, <laughs> why do you not want to cuddle on a carpet naked? Is it also... Carpet's not that comfortable. I've just realized this is the second episode where I open and talking about weird things in your vagina. 
Oh no. I need you to understand that there is like the, 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 there's a carpet joke that could be made. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I can't make it. We're not going to no, make Oh gonna... no. He can't make it and we're not making it despite you. I didn't want you to say it. I just needed someone to say something about the fact that having sex on a carpet was being brought up and you do a lesbian. Okay. It was it was the elephant in my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the elephant in my womb. Is it God. impenetrable by needles? And and ultrasound. Anyway, they fuck and then Archie says I love you, which is tacky. <laughs> <laughs> Tacky is not the way. <laughs> An English major. <laughs> this is going well. It's tacky to say I love you immediately after sex. What an adjective choice. <laughs> tacky. But you don't know if it's after they had sex. They could have been laying there for five they, hours. You see them... Have you considered that if you... It fades to black. I'm going to cut... I'm completely changing gears now because I know you're right. <laughs> have, you have you considered that if you have sex, anytime you say I love you after that isn't I love you after you've had sex? No, I mean... You it's, know like, exactly it's like how you, I mean. it's like how you never stop clapping. It's like how when you wear white after Labor Day, but it's you always you wear always white, wear after, white after, Labor after Labor Day. Day. That bothers exactly. me. Anyway... How do you feel about fucking and then saying I love you? Colonel Defiance is deeply not following. Can you not wear white after Labor Day? No, it's a thing. Yeah, if you wear white after Labor Day, they arrest you. You're a whore. They take you away to the town square. <laughs> Listen, I'm not, I would not they be surprised. They put you in a little whore box. Yeah. Like in hockey. <laughs> Where all the people that wore white after Labor Day are. Yeah. And everyone is invited to they come down. They throw things at you until your clothes aren't white anymore and then you can leave. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're not through any part of this episode. We're before the opening credits still. We're way before that. Yeah. So how do you feel about Archie saying I love you right after having sex? It's a choice. What kind of choice? A choice I would not make. Okay. Oh no no no! You wouldn't have. Yeah, you wouldn't I like say I love you after that. having sex. You would hug someone for twenty seconds, and then not say it, and then five <laughs> hugs later, after a full two minutes of awkward hugging, then you'd have say it, and then the other person would have to guess what you were trying to say. Also, you forgot holding back. Three letters that say I love you. They didn't say what? Oh, that was you. I was like, I didn't do that. No, that I did it. that. I had like like letters or something I wrote her and like a little card and like three things that said I love you. And she kept being like, Is that all of the presents you got me? And I was like, Yes, I definitely am not holding back like three cards. Concept. Concept. Tired saying I love you after sex. Wired. Giving someone a card that says I love you after sex. That's cute. Can you pull it out of your ass? Yeah. No! Can we, I have this for you. Oh. Can we get through this episode, maybe? No! Veronica doesn't say I love you back, was what we were trying to say for the past hour. 
Then we cut to Jughead meeting Betty at Pops, and they talk about the serial kill the guy who killed his family a long time ago. Riverdale Reaper. Yeah. Wasn't his family, it was another family. Yeah. Yeah, I have something to say about that. Okay. Because they're like, oh, well, then he would be well in his 60s. Like, there has been, like, people have been older and still, like, spend their fucking free time killing people. That's the television show I want. I said this while I was watching the episode. I want it's a like television the mule. show. The mule. The mule. The mule. The mule. I want a television show about someone in a retirement home that every night they leave and kill people. I think that's a really dope show. I would watch that. Then we have Jug's dad is leaving jail, so Jug announces it to his friends. Kevin's not there. <laughs> and he asks... Just, the, 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 the snide comment about Kevin not being one of Jug's friends. That was implicit in how you worded that. Yeah, that's why I said it. He asks Veronica and Archie to investigate the guy who, the Riverdale Reaper, the guy who killed the family. Yeah. It's a bad choice. That's not going to go well. Then we They're have. They're not smart. Cheryl and Josie no. in oh, the wait. locker room. No, I can't let her get away with saying that Veronica would be bad at this because she's the expert snooper. She snooped so much in these seasons. Yeah. She's so good at I snooping. think that was referring to Archie. <laughs> no, it was referring. To both of them. Oh. No, Veronica. Remember is so when good they made Snooper. out in front of FP's closet? Remember when they literally uncovered the fact that Kevin Keller's dad was having an affair? That was not Archie. That was all Veronica. Sure, I'm not saying Archie's gonna do well. I'm saying Veronica's yeah. gonna do well. And Veronica does. Veronica is the sole carrier of this team this episode. She finds the files, finds the dude in the yearbook. Veronica's killing it, and I won't take this But slander. she's only killing it so she can avoid dealing with Archie. I mean, that's funny. Uh, I would do that. Then we have... You would. Then we have Cheryl and Josie in the locker room. Cheryl's like, I want to give you a massage. And Josie's like, oh, hey. And then the janitor walks in and Cheryl gets pissed and is like, take your male gaze out of here. I do think take your male gaze and leave is something that we should say more often. Take your male gaze that's and leave. That's true. Take your male gaze and privilege and get out of here. And the reason I like this scene is because it makes gay people seem like predators. Yeah, I love, I love it. it. Good. Soup. Great. Well, I mean, Whoop. that's not wrong, though. <laughs> yeah. No, we're all predators. Have Sarah, I don't know if you, you know this. But, like, I, I, I fear that you're thinking, like, predators as in, like, sexual... No, no, no. We're actually just creatures from the movie Predator. <laughs> Why'd you say we? Mexican. Okay. Uh, yeah. Then we have a scene that's Archie standing shirtless in his bathroom looking in the mirror. And then that scene just ends. We never address it again. I think that's because Hermione's like, oh, he's strong. You have to use him to be protected, like to be safe or something. Well, did you rip out your headphones? I literally don't remember this it's scene. It's three seconds of Archie getting out of the shower shirtless. It's dark and he looks into a mirror for a long time and then it just cuts away. Yeah, but it's there for a reason because Veronica's <laughs> mom is like, oh, he's strong, he can protect you. And then we see Archie with muscles. No, she doesn't and say he's strong, strong and he can protect you. She says he's brawny and devoted to you. <laughs> sure. Retweet if you're okay. brawny and devoted to someone. No. Carnal Defiance, I have a question for you. Let's say you are in charge of a television show. You yes. want to show that someone is brawny and devoted. 
how would you do that? I have them slip in the shower and hit their head against the wall. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. Now you do a close-up shot of the blood running down. Exactly. It's now a murder mystery. That's Welcome what to the true whole crime. fucking show is supposed to be. <laughs> Hire me it's as not. a writer. We have Jug tell announcing to the serpents that FP's getting out and tall boys yeah. like I'm the worst character. We have my favorite we have one of my favorite quotes, which is stop acting like a little bitch. And I think that's funny because in my notes I write down tall boys acting like a bitch, and then he said that immediately after and I was like, I'm smart. <laughs> I've I've seen the Matrix. I've connected the two dots. <laughs> you haven't connected. <laughs> so I'm upset about this scene, about the scene in the White Worm, because they put it to a vote. Who's going to be the leader of the gang? And I'm upset because up until this point, all votes were done via dance battle. <laughs> you just want to have all the serpents dance? No. Just Jug and Tallboy. <laughs> I want all the it's serpents like a, it's to It's like a salsa. They do just like ballroom dancing or some shit. I <gasps> love you so much. We are connected. Oh, I yes. I, love you. I would love so, if they did. They forced Jug and Tallboy to do a couple's dance. It would be amazing. We didn't mention this before, but the reason FP's getting out of jail, if any of you would like to know, is because they ran out of room in the jail. Not the excuse. Oh, that's it just was the, the excuse. Okay. Th that's the excuse they give to pretend they didn't just fucking Why would deliver you not drugs. Do a better excuse. I don't know. It's a bad excuse. They ran out of room. They just let it murderers go when they run out of room. <laughs> <laughs> Is he convicted of murder? Of covering up a murderer. That's way an accessory different. to murder. Of a child. An accessory. He was the handbag to murder. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> So Hermione's like, it doesn't matter what he said, and then Hiram cuts her off, and he's like, or what he didn't say, that's my preference, and I think it's funny. That is funny. He makes a really weird face. I agree face. with Hiram. I actually do, but he makes a really weird face. He looks like he's having a stroke. Well, he does leave. please have a demonstration of the face? <laughs> this is a podcast. No. It's not visual. He looks like this. <laughs> like but come on, eyebrows. that was worth it. That was good. Like his one of his eyebrows is like so weird. <laughs> I know no one can see this, but they both just made funny faces. Just in that picture it in your mind. Never <laughs> next for next part. Alice, Betty, and Jug pick up FP from the prison and go to Pops together. Yeah, there's just a random person with a shotgun standing on the roof. This is when prison. Alice says incredibly sexually frustrated. I don't know what the context was for her saying that. No, she says, is it true what they say about men getting out of jail? Oh, that they're incredibly sexually frustrated. Yeah, she wants to have sex with Yeah. Them. They go to Pops and FP's like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in the Serpents anymore. And then they decide to throw a retirement party for him. I have a joke, which is not going to be a funny joke, but it's kind of funny. I'll lay Thank it on Thank you for me. prefacing with that. <laughs> Sarah, He's I like, hope your hopes I... are high. <laughs> He's like, I'm an AA, Alcoholics Anonymous now, and I'm surprised they didn't come up with a fake AA like they Honestly? did with Triple C. Yeah. And Glamazon. They should've. Yeah, honestly, that, that tracks. They should've made every organization have a different name. What would you call Alcoholics Anonymous if you had to come up with a new name? <laughs> drinky, drinky disease. <laughs> <laughs> 
Stop the shots. I like that one. That sounds like a, that it can be gun violence and <laughs> Alcoholics <laughs> Anonymous and overlap. Anyway, Veronica and Archie talked to Sheriff Keller about whether there was a police cover-up in terms of the Riverdale Reaper. He says, I don't know, but the sheriff who used to cover the case took home the case files and we don't have them. You might want to call his daughter. And he gives them, and they call the daughter, and the daughter is real happy about the, it. The daughter's upset and yeah. says, I don't want you to call me again. He always did the work in the house where the murders happened. Don't contact me. The end. And they're like, it's called the devil's house. We should check it out. And then Veronica is like, home? but what if he's home? <laughs> she thinks the actual fucking devil is just chilling. No, she just wanted to be dramatic. I know, but like, it's just the devil in front of a cat, like in front of the fucking fireplace. It's it's the devil underneath a blanket on a carpet in front of a fireplace with his devil <laughs> wife. And I've just had sex and he just said, devil, I love you. Which is like, I loathe you, you know, because yeah. devils. And, <laughs> and she doesn't have the heart in her to say, I loathe you back. And they're really That's worried of walking funny. in on this awkward moment between them. Betwixt. That's funny. <laughs> betwixt we don't the use lovers. the word betwixt enough. And break. Now back to the show. The next scene is motorcycle song montage of Jug and his dad driving down a long windy road with a song playing in the background like an advertisement for Subaru. And right down, insert dramatic headbanging. We cut from... FP being on a motorcycle to FP being in a funny little hat working at Pops, which is a good cut. I, I like think, that transition. I think FP looks really cute yeah. in his little hat. He's honest. a good person. He's a good character. Other people who work at Pops later don't wear the hat, but he does. Yeah, because he's a dill. Because he's amazing. Because <laughs> um, he's a daddy. Then it's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Question, do you think calling someone Daddy Forsyth is hot or not? Yes. Yeah? You you can't answer yes to either or question. Well, you know what, Carnal Defiance, do you think calling someone Daddy Forsyth is hot or not? I think it's hot. I think it's pretty hot. That's a good moaning name. Forsyth? Yeah. Ooh. It feels like uh, something from a Jane Eyre novel. Yeah, I like that one. Like someone you'd pine after from across. Yeah, for, like Forsyth walked in. Yeah. Like, he's like wearing a cowboy. No, he's wearing a little Pops hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's set in the same era as Emma. <laughs> it's just a dude with like a modern day's cook outfit. Anyway. <laughs> this is going well. Looks like it just walked out of like the Krusty Krab. <laughs> We're off today. Something. I'm so sorry, Colonel. What the fuck is in the water? Is the air pollution really bad? Like, do you do you not get enough oxygen? Are you guys getting enough oxygen over there? It's. I'm just describing the plot of one last stop. I want to build a bed frame together from IKEA. That's my sexiest fantasy. It's valid. I wrote down in my notebook orgasm denial. <laughs> anyway, then Cheryl and Josie are at Pops. Josie tells yeah. Cheryl that she's going to have a record deal. And Cheryl is really threatened that Josie is going to be doing things that don't involve her. 
Cheryl's like playing at a car dealership opening is barely a step above amateur porn. She's right. Next scene. <laughs> and then she tips over her milkshake to be a bitch. Can yeah. I just say, I think we should compare more things to amateur porn. We really should. I think amateur porn is ripe for the comparisons. Yeah. It's ripe for something. Then we have... <laughs> Don't like that. Good. We have... <laughs> Then it cuts to Betty talking to Tony about how she wants to join the serpents because she doesn't feel as close oh. to Doug. Yeah, she wants to be serpent adjacent. Well, there's no adjacent. You're either a serpent or you're not, so she's a serpent now. Yeah, but she says she wants to be yeah. serpent adjacent. Um, Tony says you'll have to do a misogynistic dance. You're an underage girl and we're going to show off your body. The next scene. No, and Betty the... isn't underage. Lily Reinhardt. The not actress underage. who plays Betty's not underage, but in the show, she is underage. So it's a weird line that I don't think we have to walk. I don't know why they're making me walk this weird line, <laughs> but like, it's fucked up to be like, this is a 16 year old and look at her do a strip dance. Now in the background, they have pole dancers all of a sudden, like yeah. this. And then later on, we see that they have like a sign that says girls, 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 Yeah. like a neon sign. And that's the first time they ever bring this up. Yeah. And they never the do it again. Many times and there's never been pole dancing. What no. were you saying? But in fairness, every other time we've been to the White Worm, it's just had pool. Yeah. There's a back room with the pole dancers. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's pool dancing. I think you mean synchronized swimming. <laughs> no, they just dance on a pool table. No, we got it. I got your joke. And then I made my own joke <laughs> off and of it. And you explained your joke. And then... <laughs> You were like, no, I don't think you get it. Anyway, I don't, I think it's more pedophilic to write the scene. Yes. Where you're like, a 16 year old should give a strip. Yes. Then it is for someone in the audience to be like, look at that 21 year old actor doing the strip. Well, the main audience of this show is kids who are that age. And I think it's creepy to be like, you should do pole dancing like this in front of everyone. It's a version of pole dancing that exists only for the male gaze. Yes. Which they bring up in the show. Yeah. Of like, Tony's like, ah, this is a misogynistic thing only for the male gaze. But it also pushes the idea of pole dancing yes. into a thing that no woman can do for themselves. Yeah. Like, obviously, no woman would want to pole dance if not to sexually arouse a man. Yeah. And so it's a very strange position this show is taking. Where yeah. they're calling it misogynistic while also doing the misogynistic thing. Yeah, that's why it was weird because yeah. they point out that it's a problem and then they do it anyway. And just stop having people in shows who are supposed to be teenagers be super sexualized. Just don't do it. Yeah. It's gross. They're lampshading their own bad writing. Yes. And their own, like, pedophilia. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about the actual scene in a second. But the first, the scene after this is... We have Veronica and Archie exploring the house where all those people were murdered by the Riverdale Reaper. There's a bunch of flashbacks to the murders happening. I have a lot to say. You find out the Conways were a family of five when you thought they were a family of four, so a child is missing. Continue. Oh, wait, wait. Can I take a guess of what she's going to say? Mm -hmm. Does it have something to do with them, them touching evidence gloves. and not wearing gloves? That is one part. Okay, I actually... Here, I'm okay with this part. I was confused about this part because they said they were investigating the house, but they just left evidence all over it, like the police. That is my other part. Yeah. So, first of all, they break in at night. Why? Second of all, not wearing gloves. Stupid. Then, there is so much evidence all over the house. Yeah. So many 
spots of blood and mm-hmm. traces of blood and it's all bright red. Yeah. No one has And it's it. been like it's been like decades. Blood would not look like that. Not on the picture. Like they hold up a picture frame with blood spots on it, and that's not how it would look. Well, you're you're considering that the only murder ever to happen in this house was the murder of the family, which just isn't true. There's actually a murder yesterday, completely unrelated to the Riverdale Reaper, and that's how the blood got on the picture frame. Yeah, that makes sense. It just makes me mad because that's not how blood works. It Thank makes, you. Well, I'm upset they said they were investigating the house and there's evidence everywhere, but it's annoying. It doesn't make any sense to have evidence left no, there. Like, it, it would not. be bagged or, like, it's discarded ridiculous. or whatever. Yes. And then also the blood spots. That is not how blood works. We know, honey. For we fuck's sake. I know. Well, you're, once again, 15 minutes before they got there, <laughs> someone was brutally killed. It was Betty. She went, she went in there with the mask. She changed. <laughs> no, Betty actually just nicked herself on the photo frame, picking it up, and that's how the, the blood got there. could have. He goes in there. Yeah. Yeah, but there was a giant, like... I don't know, like, there was a giant, not a pool, but it was a pool of dried blood. Oh, do you blood. not remember oh. part of this but... where Hal chops his leg off? No, I feel like <laughs> you're forgetting that ten minutes ago there was actually a blood drive at this house. <laughs> that just happened, one of the blood bags popped and went all over the floor. Have... Yeah, that's what happens. Um, You find out the Conways are a family of five, one of them's missing. We cut to Alice marching into Pops. She sees FP working there, gets really upset because she knows Betty wants to be a serpent. FP invites Alice because he's like, maybe that'll make you feel better about Betty being there. I love that scene. It's so good. She's like, hell would never come. And then he goes, then leave him. And, and a solid minute later, he's like, at, at home. home. I mean, it's so good. It's amazing. It's really good. I, I wrote FP. that down. I like that scene. FP's so good. FP and Alice are unnecessarily horny. I know. In this entire show. I know. It's funny. Then we have Veronica and Archie tell Betty and Jughead about the kid that survived the murders. And then they, and then Betty and Jughead are like, that's cool. I want to come to the retirement party. And that's the scene. Also, the whole third mystery kid that survived thing is such a lazy. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it means so lazy. Wait, 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 wait. What secret sibling is this? Secret sibling number two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, I had a kid. that. Yeah, was so we're on secret sibling number, number two. two. Yeah. Okay. Veronica and Archie find out the janitor is the missing kid, Joseph Conway, and they confront him. Archie yeah. says he's not the Black Hood because his eyes don't match, which is the fucking most ridiculous thing in the world because Hal's eyes don't match. So, you get so mad at this plot. It now. makes me so upset. There's, mm, you can't do a fucking mystery show and have the fucking clue not work. It makes me so <laughs> mad. But also, they're looking at old yearbooks. Um, there's like advertisements for school clubs and shit. And there's Warriors of Faith, which yeah. is a fucking choice. I find it really weird to find the janitor in that book, and then run up to him and accuse him of being a killer. <laughs> yeah, it's really awful. And like <laughs> killing his own choice. family. Like this is a really. Like... He also just tells them all of this information so easily. It's so weird. I I don't understand like the conceptualization of oh we know it's our janitor let's run up to him and be like we know who you secretly are and, like and activate his trauma yeah let's let's dig up these wounds for this man that he had laid buried for decades yeah this seems like a kind thing to do in this moment um, yeah good idea 
Pretty nice. Then we have FP's retirement party. So I'm going to read you a list of shit. And we're going to go through it after I read this. Alice and Betty walk in dramatically. Nice. Alice is killing it. She's like very serpentesque. I then think Alice looks like crap. <laughs> I love her. I like her in the scene. My my name happens. Your name happens. Yes. Then Archie goes up to Veronica and is like, like I really want to talk to you about the I love you thing. We need to talk about it, but they don't yet. He just and she's like, going. let's sing a mental illness song. Yeah. So then after that, okay, here here we go. I have a rant before we even get into the strip part. Rant about their song choice. They sing Mad World. Uh huh. Why? Why would you write the show and say, let's cover one of the saddest songs ever written about wanting to kill yourself and do a striptease to it with an underage girl? It's a bad choice. It's a bad choice. It makes me so, so angry that they picked this fucking song. It's about wanting to die. Why are you doing an underage striptease to it? It's ridiculous. Next. <laughs> That's why I said mental illness striptease. Then we have... Veronica and Archie run off of the stage and then Betty's doing her strip. Yeah. Okay, so, first of all, Alice's outfit. I approve. It's a good outfit. Wow. I liked it. I'm apparently alone in hating this outfit. I liked it. I'll stand firm. But, it's a bad outfit. But it's a weird choice to have her be like, oh no, this is bad, and then she just walks in and she's like, tequila! That's, tequila! That feels like Alice's whole deal. Yeah. Is Point. putting on the facade of giving a crap. We also have underage drinking. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, Tony's like, you want a drink? And then Alice is like, you want to show Alita? We're well past that. I'm going to be honest here, babe. <laughs> Fair point. Oh, yeah, we've had underage, underage drinking, drinking before. Really Never mind. Priority list for this show. So what about the striptease? It's Reception. a bad choice. Uh, I it's found myself bad. deeply attracted to the 16-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Someone jail it's... me. <laughs> I would like to... <laughs> I would like have, everyone. As a kid, did you have a sexual awakening to this? Jesus, I would like everyone to stop and try to conceptualize. How would you feel, please, as... if you had to do a strip tease at your boyfriend's father's retirement party <laughs> in a bar? No, just With no, no, gang. no, 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 not the gang part, not that. Just that sentence, whatever it brings <laughs> to your mind. She, it, I feel like you added the word had to. Yeah. It's want to. No, you, if somebody, you have, you are Betty in this moment. You're doing a strip Yeah, but she doesn't tease, have to do the strip. But you, you have to though, because you're Betty. And you're doing a strip tease in front of your boyfriend's father's retirement Boy, party crowd. I, I have to do a strip tease because in this hypothetical, I am locked into yeah. the actions and motions yes. that Betty, I am just experiencing through Betty's yes. eyes, unable to, oh, I'd yeah. be terrified. Yes. You mean a state a state of not being able to control my own body? Yeah. And like being moved against my will as I- as But I, your dad as, is there and it's all your dad's I friends. literally, I literally, I'm going to be honest with you. you. If I, even if it was walking down the street and I was trapped in someone else's body, unable I'm to move, would have been the most terrifying world. you had to do a strip in front of your father and his friends. Your, no, your boyfriend's father's friend. Carnal Desire. Defiance. How would you feel if you had to do a strip tease in front of my father and all of his friends and also your, father your mother? Your or Jimmy? Pick one. I would do my it in father, front of no. both. My father, all, everyone he knows, and also your mother. Does it have to be to my I world? would yes. jump. 
I would jump out of the window. No, I don't think lots of people... I know lots of people talk about this scene. I don't think they understand the part where it's at her boyfriend's father's retirement party. Like, that bothers me so much. It's not just the strip thing. It's It's just like... It's just like, it's so bad. I would love it if it was a happy retirement party. That's just normal. (laughs) And then Betty shows up with a strip pole and is like, it's my time. It's so weird. That's funny. So that that part's bad. And then we see Jug in the audience just looking so incredibly disappointed in her. I know. He's like, this is not what I expected. He doesn't like it. No. Because Jug's ace, canonically. No, he really is, yeah. Then we have Betty leaves the stage. We have Betty leaves the stage. Uh, FP comes and hugs Jug and FP says, I know you made a deal with Penny. I'm going to stay in the Serpents now. I'm not retiring. Um, And I'm doing, I'm tapping in. You don't have to be part of the Serpents anymore. Listen to Penny. It's only me now. It's sad. And then he takes a shot. He looks Jug head in the eye. It's so sad. The saddest moment. He also says... Um, you broke my heart, yeah. and it's so fucking sad. I, like, I was devastated by this When scene. he took a shot, it when made he, me so oh, sad. Oh, when he took a shot, it was, uh, like, broke my heart. Because he's in, a, he's in AA. He's in AA. Yeah. He was gonna turn his life around, and he can't because of Jughead. And it's yeah. sad. It's sad as fuck. He's such a good dad, though. I, mean, I understand that, like, narratively, the idea that they bring up the fact that he's an AA this episode only to have him drink yeah. is technically narratively bad. It's but, really sad. But also was really sad. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, but it made me feel emotions. Then Veronica and Archie outside the party, Veronica says, I can't say I love you back. Yeah, and she has commitment issues. They we didn't get technically it. break up, but like they're apart. Like they're separ- they're not having a good time right now. Yeah, and because if you can't say I love you back to someone, then what's the point of being with them? Then we have... It actually, it, it takes away all feelings you've ever had for them, you know? Jughead is upset with Betty, and they, she says, how many times are we going to push each other away? And he says, until it sticks. So they kind of break up as well, implied. Everyone kind of breaks up, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin's vibing. He's not in this episode <laughs> Josie and Cheryl break up in the locker room. This is just a breakup heavy episode. Yeah, Josie, she's uncomfortable in the locker room. She's like, get away from me. They're, they're, it's a friend breakup, but it's still a breakup. Then immediately after this scene, which is sad, we have Jughead say, we've all been playing snakes and ladders. <laughs> it's actually the worst line. Yeah, it's really bad. It's not good. Archie and Betty staring at each other through the window and the episode ends. I, Okay. I understand. You brought this up at the beginning of the episode, so it's only fair to talk about it at the end. How would you feel having to write about your girlfriend having romantic feelings for your best friend? Weird about it. What is Jug doing? <laughs> Actually, I can ask this to Carnal Defiance. How would you feel if you had to write about your lovely girlfriend having feelings for you? <laughs> I would be very very not happy like in order i this is the one problem with having jug be the narrator and having him writing all this stuff down i want to know how he has this knowledge well the best argument for that would be he doesn't and he makes shit up 
And none of this is, a lot of this isn't actually happening. This is just a fever dream. No, it's... we're in Jug's story. Some of it's real, but some of it, he's not there and he's making drama. No, it's, no, he's been on a trip for five seasons and then we see the mushroom episode and it's, <laughs> everything makes sense. That if this show ends up being that Jug is an unreliable narrator and some of the things just didn't happen. That would be actually one of the coolest things to happen in no, this show. No, he is—he's definitely an unreliable narrator. That would be—I don't think the show knows that. No, but he is. <laughs> I couldn't tell you how cool I would find it if that's what happened, but it's that not could be going why they to. did the Killing Mr. Honey episode because it was like that. Ep- no, they did the Killing Mr. Honey episode because of COVID. Well, yeah, but like they. It's showing he's making shit up and it's still an episode. Like, he can... That's the whole show. I... Yeah, but that episode's clear that he's making it up. Yeah, because it's a hint. They're bad at doing it. It's hints. not a hint. I think it is. I would... I can't... There's... It's either Betty tells him it in the future. Weird. No, because there's still so many scenes he's not present for that he knows what happened. Yeah. Or two, that he makes stuff up for his book, which is objectively cooler, and I want them to flesh out. But they never will. Yeah. If you hire yeah. them, they will. <laughs> two, out of, two out of ten elephants in the womb. Four out of ten um, sensual mirror touch. Should I go next? Okay. No, I no, I, actually, I went, can do the outro should... and then you can go if you want. I give this negative five out of ten buy one get one free breakup scenes. Which one did we buy? That's a great Which one did we buy? We bought the the drug Betty one with our sadness and our tears. I like that she was like he was like until it sticks. I like that part. That's a funny line. I thought it was good. I don't know. I thought it was sad. It was sad. Uh, I no, think it was It wasn't like cheesy. It was like a good breakup yeah. line. The the sad the saddest part of that whole monologue to me was I wrote down this is entirely Jug's fault. And I was going to make it as a joke. And then in his monologue, he's like, I really, this is all my fault that my dad's like this now. I'm like, oh, oh, darling. (laughs) You're right. But God, that sucks. (laughs) It was sad, man. It was sad. Four out of ten's a bit high for me. Four out of ten, I've said for the last, like, two episodes. I think this is worse, though. I thought this was boring. Yeah, it was boring. And then that world bit, which is problematic. Yeah. That's a classic. (laughs) <laughs> it's just a compilation of the best moments and that one's it's just a Are 10 hour sure version not of that a clip. single person in making riverdale comps includes that bit yeah, i do no they don't <laughs> no how do why i literally have why i swear to you why would i lie? why i don't believe that that I, I, that's a thing that everyone talks about with Riverdale, but I don't think it's like one of the haha funny bits that people bring No, I've up. seen it. I need to eat food. So do I. Yeah, I'm you should. Hungry. Me too. I'm hungry. Please don't order Jimmy I'm a, I'm a hungry little boy, Daddy Forsyth. Bring me some of those burgers, my Daddy Forsyth. You still have to give it a rating. What? Uh, hog eye. What? what? No. Already? He went Two first, out of ten second, elephants in the you... womb. Oh, I didn't hear that. I just thought you said two elephants out of like without any Thank you, any Sarah, context. so much for listening. I have been Hawkeye. <laughs> I've been Carnal Desire Session. Five. 
I've been incredibly sexually frustrated. <laughs> this is a mess.